From India's largest newsroom, I'm Meenal Baghel and this is the Times of India podcast. There won't be a single celebrity in India who hmm. doesn't have either land or a house or a flat in Goa. And everybody wants to settle in Goa or have a holiday home in Goa. Because of that, the whole agricultural land is getting converted. And land mafias have become the most powerful people. And now in the assembly, you see everywhere, everybody, all the parties, all the candidates, they belong to uh, either they are land uh, dealers uh, or they are uh, uh, real estate agents, they are builders or they are brokers. So the land politics is, is become the most powerful uh, politics of, of Goa. The sea, the sun, Sorputel and Susigard contribute to Goa's laid-back vibe, but its politics is cutthroat, competitive and complex. With only 40 assembly constituencies, the smallest of which, Marmogao, has fewer than 20,000 voters, Goa's politics has prompted a book called Ajib Goa's Gajab Politics. In today's podcast, it's author Sandesh Prabhudesai, whom you heard at the start, and my colleague Rajesh Menon, resident editor of the Goa edition of Times of India, explained why the state, liberated from Portuguese suzerainty in 1961, is so deceptive politically. Sandesh, your book is called uh, Ajib Goa's Gajab Politics. Voters in India have often been known to defy conventional wisdom. So why is Goa especially remarkable? And what Gajab things are you expecting in this election? We got liberated in 61. And that was the time when the whole uh, nation, for that matter, all provinces were demanding linguistic states. And here in Goa, which was a Kokani state, uh, many people, intellectuals, writers, opinion makers, even politicians, everybody, were uh, not everybody, but uh, a large section of Goans, were demanding that uh, the Kokuni Goa be merged into Marathi Maharashtra. So that's where Nehru said that Ajib hai Goa ki log. Hmm. When the whole nation is demanding linguistic states, this state is asking for a merger. What is this Gajab politics? This Gajab politics is um, in 1963, the first election was held. And uh, Congress was the only party, um, the major party uh, in Goa as well as all over India. So it was taken for granted that Congress will get elected and the people, the leaders had even um, distributed portfolios among themselves. And the party got completely wiped out in this first election. India's first referendum was held on 16 January 1967, for which the Goa Assembly was dissolved. And there were uh, there is no constitutional provision for a referendum uh, in our constitution. Yes. So a special bill was passed. It was called Goa's Opinion Poll. And a Goa Opinion Bill Poll bill was passed in the parliament, and uh, after a, a two three days debate, and this referendum was held where there were no political parties, there were no candidates, there were only two uh, symbols, 
uh, a flower for merger and um, two leaves for uh, to retain it as a union territory. Uh, so people had to think. It was an opinion. It was not. There was no party in front of you. There was no candidate in front of you. There was only one uh, opinion in front of you. So people had to think about it. People thought about it, and they voted against the merger. Now, fine, they voted against the merger. Goa remained separate. Within mm. three months, a fresh election was held, mm. and the Maharashtrawadi Gomandak Party was brought back to power. The party which which was asking which for was Maharashtra. advocating for merger with Maharashtra. Uh, you've also demonstrated in the book that unlike rest of India, where caste and religion are very crucial uh, in politics, that is not the case in Goa. So, what is important to Goa? Goa should be looked at as a uh, um, not as South Goa, North Goa, district wise and all, but uh, old conquest and new conquest. Old conquest means Goa was never ruled. The whole Goa was never ruled for 451 years by Portuguese. Mm -hmm. Initially, it was uh, only the old conquest, which was one fifth of Goa, and today there are 12 talukas. Out of that, only four talukas, the coastal state where the whole world comes uh, um, because of tourism industry, and we see all the beaches and all. So it's a thickly populated area because of commercial things also. But this area, when they conquered, just one fifth, they they. There was a religious conversion. Everybody was practically everybody, not everybody, but practically everybody was converted to Christianity. Okay. So this this area has a large population of Christians. The rest of the um, four fifth of Goa or the eight talukas, they have uh, they were conquered somewhere in the 18th century when Portuguese had completely stopped conversions. So not a single person was con converted. 64% population of Goa is is Hindu, and uh, the Christian population is below 25%, and um, uh, Muslim population is hardly 8-10%. But in spite of that, since this 25% population is completely concentrated in this thickly populated area of four talukas, mm -hmm. these four talukas have 24 constituencies out of 40. Because of these 24 constituencies, no party can form the government without taking Hindus and Christians together. It is just not possible. So no party goes for polarization because if there is polarization, you can't win the election. Hmm. So it's that simple. So because of that, the caste or religion doesn't matter in Goa. But also, Sandesh, for many years now, no party has had an absolute majority in the Goa Assembly. Basically, because the constituencies are very, very small, you know, just today it is 25 to 30,000. At one time, initially it was 15 to 20,000 or to 10 to 15,000 also. So, uh, where uh, the relation between candidate and uh, and the voter is completely different, it's, it's very personal, interpersonal. So, uh, it becomes a candidate-centric election. So sometimes even, you know, there are parties uh, like Maharashtra Govindak Party which had come to power at one time. Today, mm. they're a very small party. They contest hardly eight to ten seats. And two or three people come to uh, get elected. Only two, three people. But people elect them again and again because it is candidate-centric. So uh, because of that, we experience this hung assemblies always. What you're saying that people like to vote on issues 
and on candidates rather than rather than the rubric of caste and religion yes. and because goa has had a hung house for successive elections it's also uh, it's also tempting for parties other parties from outside to sort of think that they have a chance in goa are they right in thinking that uh, the smaller regional parties have a chance in goa tmc thing um is that uh, you know the, the is people not only this or even samajwadi party had come bsp had come shivsena has been coming from maharashtra for all these years i think since 1990 it has been coming not a single seat it has won nationalist nationalist congress party ncp has come from maharashtra it has won seats only when they had alliance with the uh, uh, the congress and whenever they went alone they didn't could they couldn't win a single seat so there are a lot of misconceptions with which people come and i have tried to clear these misconceptions about goa and one of the biggest misconception is that are goa is just 11 lakh state it is like uh, recently one uh, delhi based journalist said that it is it is almost of the size of one chandni chowk constituency hmm. so even now tmc when it has come the the impression i heard is that the basically they are talking about is that it is not even half a cons- lok sabha constituency of west bengal so what's the big deal in winning election in such a small state just throw the money around and and go and do publicity and everything and get elected and then when they come they learn a lesson that it is much 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 more complex what are the complexities that escape people from outside goa one complexity is is i told you about the size of the size of goa and size of uh, assembly constituencies which are very 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 small so they think it's very easy and uh, when they come here they realize it is not number one number two uh, many uh, parties or even political analysts and journalists come here with an impression that goa is a christian state and uh, then when they come here they realize that christian is just one fourth of it one fourth of it and then uh, uh, okay then can we go with hindutva that's mm. what uh, the bjp also came with that impression that we let's go with hindutva uh, agenda and um, then they realize that no uh, even if the hindus are majority the christians matter a lot here we have a different history which has created a geographical uh, uh, um, complexity uh, you would say, i would say like old conquest and new conquest uh where the the things completely are different and four talukas dominate uh, the whole goa with uh, 24 constituencies and uh, the rest of goa only 16 constituencies and in these four talukas there are hindus there are christians there are urbanized hindus like who have come from villages and then the whole migrant population which is almost one third of goa that migrant population is also concentrated in these four talukas mm. so all these complexities are there which which people need to understand one thing you said that that the constituencies are really small and therefore the greater the number of parties the vote gets really spliced up how will that influence this particular election actually what happened is that um, the congress was uh, coming to power since 1990 in spite of defections 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 and toppling the governments and uh, uh, forming alternate governments and uh, every time they used to come to power basically by splitting the votes and secondly the whole minority used to vote for uh, especially the christian community used to vote for congress especially after bjp became a dominant force 
uh, in Goa. So it was Hindutva versus minorities. So where in 2012, everybody was fed up of Congress and even church decided to support uh, the Bharati Janda Party, a Hindutva party. And um, uh, since then, the uh, one uh, thought has been, uh, uh, you know, very prominent in, in Goan politics that we should not split our vote to somebody's benefit. So people are very, very careful about it. Church is, is very vigorous in, in propagating this. They mm. don't split your vote. So everybody is following this since 2012. In 2017 also it was followed. I feel personally that even in this election it will be followed no matter how many parties come. Manohar Parikar actually managed to create a very interesting um, politics in Goa. He opposed beef ban. How do you see BJP politics? What, what do you see it revolving around? In 2012, when Church was supporting the BJP, uh, you remember Modi was uh, at his height as with his Gujarat model and uh, Hindutva image also. And in 2014, finally, he swept the elections. At that time, when Modi was a hero of India, so-called hmm. hero of India, uh, Manohar Parikar didn't bring uh, Narendra Modi here in Goa for a campaign because he had a Hindutva image and he didn't want that. Good governance was his slogan. And he, Manohar Parikar or BJP, always ruled Goa with the help of minorities. So much so that forget 2012 when he got uh, 21 uh, seats and out of them, six were Christians. But even before that, whenever he formed the government by toppling the Congress governments, uh, the, these governments were also formed with the help of minorities. And in 2017 elections, uh, 13, the, the number came down to 13 of BJP. Out of these 13, seven MLAs were uh, Christians. So the minority was a majority in a Hindutva party, <laughs> which mm. is uh, uh, where I have a chapter in the book called Christians Love BJP. So mm. how Manohar Parikar has formed the governments with the help of minorities. So this formula has not changed at all. On the contrary, uh, after Manohar Parikar, to uh, keep the government stable, Dr. Pramod Savant engineered more defections. Almost uh, um, 12 people defected, 10 from the Congress and 2 from uh, Maharashtrawadi Gomandak Party, in spite of uh, engineering defections earlier by Manohar Parikar. So such was the situation. And today, when uh, they have uh, uh, announced all the tickets finally, uh, out of all the in all the 40 constituencies, out of that 20, more than 20 are the candidates from Congress. So it has become a Bharati Janata Party of Congress. Mm. And um, mm. they, there are a lot of minorities, in minority candidates and minority MLAs, just not namesake candidates, minority MLAs are in that. So the formula of Manohar Parikar doesn't change. Presently, the political scenario in uh, Goa is very critical. Issues are too much, but uh, the first and foremost issue is the corruption. What do you feel is the biggest issue in Goan politics right now? Corruption. Corruption. Do you have a candidate that you're favoring and why, if you could no, let them... I don't have candidate because all are same. They'll win and jump to other... Right. Last time it happened, nine fellows shifted, no? Away from the real politique of defections, my colleague Rajesh Menon talks about the issues on the ground that Goan voters are grappling with. The large number of deaths from COVID mismanagement 
during the second wave in May last year has not been forgotten, he says. There are basically three big issues. Uh, one is uh, the corruption. Corruption is an issue. Number two, there is misgovernance. And the third people are talking about is defections. We need to understand that BJP is going into the elections after having uh, been in uh, the government, they have been in the government for two terms. So 10 years of BJP rule. And so there is a huge anti-incumbency. One of the criteria why he got the CM's chair was because he was the only guy from the Carter. There was no one else from the 13 MLAs 1314, I think, at that time, because if you take Parikar also. Uh, except Parikar and him, nobody else was from the Carter. So by virtue of being the only guy from the Carter, he got, he became the CM. Uh, most of the seniors lost at that time. The former CM Lakshmi Khan Parsikar lost. Uh, the current Himachal governor, Rajendra Arlikar, he lost. Uh, so Parikar came back from, he left the defense minister, became the CM. He passed away, Pramod Sawan took over. And then he started taking away the people from his allies. If you look at, uh, first he broke the MGP, Marashwadi Gumantak Party, because there were only three members. He took two of them. Then the Congress on block, 10 of them moved. So he got into a very comfortable 27, uh, that position of being uh, getting a brute majority. Hmm. But with that brute majority, where people thought that, okay, fine, there would be some development or... BJP generally talks about development. And what we have seen now is the development which they are talking about and they, they are saying it has all been started by Parikar in this 2012 term. You know. Unfortunately for uh, Pramod Savant, the COVID also came in. If you look at the economy, it is purely based on, it was based on two things. One was mining and the other was tourism. tourism. Mining stopped with COVID, tourism stopped. More importantly, what happened was the corruption charges. You know. When your own MLA makes a charge against your minister, though they dropped the pre-PWD minister, Deepak Oscar, he didn't get a ticket this time. But uh, the Panjim MLA, Babush Monsarat, uh, he made a very, very serious allegation against him and said that he sold jobs and that cash for jobs was 70 crore, you know, corruption charges. For a small state like Goa, you know, it, it's, it's a huge money. From May 4th onwards, the Goa Medical College had been sending SOS, including to the chief minister's office, saying that, like, see, listen, we are facing oxygen shortage. But there was, has been no response. There was no response at all. And May 11 to 15, that is recorded deaths. 83 patients lost their lives due to oxygen shortage or supply mismatch. There were a raft of PILs in the high court. The High Court apologized. You would not believe it. The Bombay High Court apologized to the people, saying that we are sorry. And they also told the government that with 25 IAS officers, 13 cabinet ministers, you cannot manage a state, a small state like Goa, then we don't know what, 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 what can we do about it. Like Sandesh Pavdesai, Rajesh Manan too says that the BJP will miss Manohar Parikar not just for the manner in which he outsmarted the Congress in Christian-dominated seats, but also in the way he honoured the coalition dharma. The Salset region, uh, which has got eight seats, and most of the constituencies are Catholic-dominated, BJP has never uh, 
made an inroad into that and they have that what when manohar parikar was there he got in something called a salset mission salset he started something called mission salset in 2012 and then he realized that like the best way to do that was to put independent candidates and support them you know and tie the congress it was very 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 uh, what do you call a very innovative way of his doing it bjp has taken a lot many people as is their own they have been doing it across the country wherever they see a winnable candidate they have taken it and uh, they have not gone by sentiments at all in this election mostly uh, congress has lost the most tmc aap has not taken anyone that way they have not actually tried to poach or do anything they have been they have tried to get their own numbers people and try to do it tmc has been a, in big big manner they have been playing around in the state and there's a lot of money which has come in there are candidates who have said that we will not contest on bjp ticket they have even a minister he philip neri rodriguez who was the water resources minister he last time he won the seat on a congress ticket he joined the bjp along with the 10 he was part of the 10 member group which joined but he and another uh, i forget the constituency i think it is no way or one of those places where the candidate again a congress candidate and a catholic face he said he will also not contest on a bjp ticket so philip neri rodriguez he just quit the government and so what we heard is that he is going to join ncp and contest as an ncp candidate or probably he'll stand as an independent but there has been a lot of uh, what you call uh, people have said that like even the mlas that they don't want to contest on a bjp ticket uh, so there is an anti incumbency that you are hearing and seeing the funny part is last time when bjp went to so there were there was an anti incumbency they there was no major issues against bjp you know all said and done they you couldn't pin them down saying there is corruption there is this there is that because they they had managed it well but this time there there are issues there is issue of corruption there is issue of misgovernance there is of course the defections which are there they're talking about they have, bjp has tried to break the parties taken people in uh they they uh, broke the coalition you know they just dropped the ministers from the coalition uh after coming to basically on the back of coalition they got the government and then they dropped those guys same guys so all this this also leads to a trust deficit you know parip the thing about manohar parikar was all said and done he always followed the coalition down in 2012 also when he won 21 seats and he had a pre poll alliance with mgp everybody said like you don't need the ngp now you know they had three seats so why do you want to keep them because you have already 21 and you are they are all bjp guys so there is no issue of uh, this thing happening but he said no we have gone with a pre poll alliance we need to honor that and he honored it he never dropped them as for the outside parties which have landed in goa with great fanfare rajesh says goans simply don't like outsiders dictating to them goans are very fiercely protective about their their identity and so the moment when a party comes and projects a national so called national leader or a delhi or a like for instance if you take the case of aap or tmc they say they talk about kejriwal guarantees and uh, mamta banerjee's governance you know goans don't like that because 
they never they have never seen for all the whether good or bad i neither bjp nor congress have said modi style of functioning or they have said that like rahul gandhi's thing they come they ca- campaign you know but but okay okay they talk about double engine growth and all but it's end of the day it's a homegrown leader who is who is talking about it so when you put a kejriwal poster and it was there before the code of conduct came in it was like the, the whole state was filled with posters of kejriwal and mamta banerjee you know? and goans don't like that they said that like a, a person from delhi cannot dictate terms to me Today's episode is produced by Jairad Singh, Arun George and Sunay Marathi. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We are available on TUI Plus, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, reach us at tuipodcasts@timesinternet.in.